Hey y'all, welcome to The Hue. Hue represents true color, and we're here to illuminate the true stories of the inspiring folks we encounter along the way. So hi, it's our first ever Hue at the new studio. Incredible. (laughs) I didn't know what you were waiting for. I didn't either. I just was thinking, what do I say next? But I'm looking at Lauren going, this is Lauren McGowan. Uh And we have Emily with us as well. Hello. And we're going to talk about the new space with Lauren, who was our designer. That's right. And all the things. thrilled to discuss. Yay. Hello. (laughs) Um, Where do you want to get started? Like, first time we talked, like, how did this all come about? I don't even remember how it was, Well, what the catalyst was of us working together. You know, we were at Design Week, actually, last year, 2021. Design Week? Yeah, we were doing, um, we were at some of the seminars. I think we were actually at um, the Island Whimsy talk. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we September Design Week, That's a year right. ago, September. Crazy that it's been that long, but yes. It oh was. my goodness, yeah. And we were at Island Whimsy at that wasn't the one at Jan. That was it one was. of Jan Showers. With it was, yeah, Jan Showers. So I we have were sitting that book there, behind you, chatting. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. oh yeah, it's such a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we were just sitting there, kind of taking in all the info of the week, and we'd met up a few times, and mm-hmm. we'd been talking, and you were telling me that you're getting ready to start this move, and. You didn't want to do something like maybe what you'd seen elsewhere, what you'd experienced elsewhere. You wanted to do something different and fresh for you. And I was so beyond delighted that you thought of me for that. Yeah. And I was <laughs> I was excited. You talked to me about wanting to sign on board. So I was like, anything for you, dear. Oh. Yeah. I think we felt like not only would you be able to understand what we were trying to articulate, but you could help us understand it, which you did. Does that make sense? I I think so, yeah. I mean, I think, um, you know, we all have, Emily, Jess, you, I mean, we're all, we all have the same kind of um, creative thought or appreciation for similar things, mm-hmm. maybe. We, we probably follow different processes um, as creative minds, but I think we um, have a lot of common ground. We appreciate similar attributes or aesthetics or at least um, beginnings of ideas, where they come from and how and why. And so it, it seemed like a totally natural fit for all of us to get together and jam on it. And jam on And it was also <laughs> not just that, but it was like we had all of these ideas and I would talk to Emily about them. And and I don't know, we didn't exactly know what it looked like, but so it was really helpful to be able to talk those through. And then you helped us see what our vision was. Yeah, yeah. it was almost like you came to me less about – I know what it ought to be, and more, I know what it shouldn't be. And that was what was exciting to me, actually, <laughs> yeah. because I remember early on in our conversations, you were saying, um, you know, I've done a number of showrooms in my career, um, in, in other lives, and I I feel like they tend to be over-constructed, and, you know, there's a huge investment in very permanent mm-hmm. millwork um, that locks you in and it doesn't feel flexible, doesn't evolve with you. You felt like it was um, perhaps a a risk of stagnating your space or um, preventing you from being able to change and evolve as you see your company uh, evolving. So that was exciting to me because you knew you wanted a space that could 
live and breathe and respond, not just to what you guys want to do, but to what your clients need and um, how you wanted the space to serve everyone. And that was great for me because I, I think that's exciting and different. It's unexpected, you know. It's not the same type of idea that everybody else follows. So I, I feel like going in, we definitely knew what we wanted it to feel like. Mm-hmm. Maybe not what it was going to look like, but the the vibe for sure. That's right. Like you guys wanted to make sure it was a space everybody knew they were welcome to come in anytime, mm-hmm. not stuffy. Uh, you wanted people to be able to hang out here and even work here in their own time, use it as a studio, mm-hmm. um, especially a lot of your residential uh, clientele. If they're smaller studios that they operate out of or they operate from home or wherever. You wanted this to be a space where everyone could come in and uh, get creative and ideate on their own without being in isolation or absolutely in an office space. Yeah. And have good resources for doing that. And not just the things we're selling, but the other environmental things you need for an office, like desks and chairs and right. place where it could be cozy. Right. And, um, and other people that inspire you, you know, mm-hmm. like so much of it. I think you and I, Jess, we probably had five or six phone calls of spontaneity when you'd be like, oh my gosh, have you seen this person or this mm-hmm. thing? This is sick. You're going to love this. Mm-hmm. And, and you would like, we would sit there on the phone. I remember sitting in my car many a time, like in a parking lot of a grocery store or something and sitting there and we'd be like, oh my God, this is incredible. Wait, that reminds me of this. Let me send you this. Uh-huh. We'd be texting back and forth the links of artists people and, and artists. And uh-huh. yeah, like different things that we get excited about. And like anytime as a designer, if you're, it's it's always great to work with, you know, any good human being client, <laughs> you know, the others, maybe <laughs> not so much, but I've been lucky. I work with a lot of good humans. And of course you guys are no exception to that. But anytime you get to work to, with people that are not only, great as people, but they also have a commonality mm-hmm. um, with, you know, you as a creative person. It makes it so much um, easier, so much more fluid. Like the crazy things we tossed out to each other, both directions, you know, we would each toss mm-hmm. out what would probably to other more sane minds mm-hmm. <laughs> seem <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. We as, you know, fellow crazies thought it was, I mean, we were like, oh, I'm here for it. We love it. That and was the most fun part. It was really fun. Like I didn't have to worry that you'd be like, oh, you know, that's not, um, uh, some, you know, it, it, you didn't have to adhere to, let's say cliche mm-hmm. expectations of bouginess. You know, we yeah. had, we had the ability to have fun and, um, yeah, be creative and, come up with ideas that were relevant for what you guys wanted it to be and what you wanted it to feel like. And it didn't hold us back. You know, we weren't trying to be anything to anybody else, but, uh, you know, an open space and create something that was, I don't know, reflective of you guys. And also reflective of our clients. I think one of the things that's always been the hardest for me in working in this industry, you know, you walk into the big design centers, there's absolutely nothing wrong with them. Um, they just have a formality though, you know, and even when you walk into the showrooms, there's a real formality there as well. And I think in some sense, they're designing for the people that will live in the spaces or reside in the spaces versus designing for the people working in the spaces. Yes. And I think that that is sort of alienating to your actual client because our client is technically the designer. Our client isn't the end user. That's right. And we wanted, I really wanted a space that felt 
I don't even think the word is humble, but just accessible. I always felt mm-hmm. like showrooms have been just stuffy and, yeah. and they don't really reflect the designer's mind. It was cool. Josh Rice, really great designer here in Dallas. I really admire his work, residential designer, and he came in for the soft opening event. Mm-hmm. And I just thought he'd be a good person to like ask questions about the space. And I said, not just like, what do you think? But I said, so when you're here and you're in this space and you're looking around, what does it, do you have a feel for what we were trying to achieve? Like that's kind of was my question to yeah. him. And he said, absolutely. And he was just like, absolutely. It's an, it's an art studio. It's a design right. studio. Mm-hmm. It's a studio. It yeah. was just like that simple. Oh, that's fantastic. Because that's exactly what mm-hmm. we were all going for. I mean, uh-huh. You know, that's silly. We didn't even start with that bigger point, but it's so true. I mean, when we started discussing uh, what you guys had in mind, what your vision was for the space, you know, you talked about those movable gallery walls, which took me a second to catch on to what you were talking about. Once I did, I was like, oh, genius. Um, But I knew that you kept saying you wanted it to be, um, yeah, flexible, usable, uh, nothing too permanent, nothing that was, you know, super formal. And as you said all of that, I started thinking about, you know, the space itself. I mean, it's a very open um, warehouse style space, which is flooded with beautiful natural light. It's a blank canvas. You've got these beautiful concrete floors and all of that in and of itself just kind of tees up for like an artist studio Mm -hmm. sort of feel. And then what you were talking about, letting the lines um, speak for themselves. You know, you're not shoving all of your product and your, um, you know, all of the objects or lines that you represent, you're not shoving them into these, uh, like vignettes, Mm -hmm. like harsh or, Mm -hmm. or very restrictive vignettes Mm -hmm. that, you know, are telling what you're telling your clients, what it should be and do. It's more like, here's what we offer. Now you go play. And all of that just felt very artistic and, um, like the, you know, I am your client. It was the place I wanted to come and, mm-hmm. and be and work. And so, yeah, I found often whenever I'm doing projects um, for clients, I'm part of my natural process is I dive into film and books and um, history. Those are usually like kind of the three things that inspire me the most, like architectural history or um, the history of a place, of course. But here it was more about um you know, delving into books. And uh, I found this Yeah, you found this amazing book. book that no one can see, but <laughs> I'm opening it. Yes. And it's Art Studio America, Contemporary Artist Spaces. It's this very large book. So for those listening, I'd say it's like 14 inches tall and eight inches wide, and it's about three inches thick, and it's really heavy. Yeah, I think it's important to understand the weight of it. Yeah, you can give it a good (laughs) drop. (laughs) An ASMR page flip, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So um, this yeah, was a great I, find. I saw sure. that book. I mean, I knew I wanted to look up, um, you know, I don't like to just look online, but I, yeah, I ordered the book. I found it and ordered a few of them. A few others were flops. This one was a really good one. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to see, like, how do great artists and great creatives um, work? What are their spaces like? What do they use? How do they, you know, how do they make the most out of their spaces and uh yeah, it just kind of naturally made us go to this place of uh, artist studio vibe. Yeah. And it opens with this concept of um, speaking to the American mindset 
that sort of, um, you know, quintessential um, feeling of freedom and opportunity. And that's sort of how this book opens. And mm-hmm. I think that's the overall theme of this space is that it would feel that. And sometimes I've often thought like the traditional showroom is a slight bit insulting in a way mm-hmm. because it's like, here's what we want you to design. Here's what, yeah. you know, and here's what we want you to think. And my theory was, is that something like this for me, I'm not, I can't speak to all the designers, but it feels more respectful. Like you get to come in and, you know, be the creative. I, I think a lot of, it was weird after we finished this process, I went to New York. We'd already done all the floor plans and everything for the Kadrat opening. And I went to the Basquiat exhibit that his family did for him. And his, they did an exact replica of his living room as a child and his dining room, his artist studio, and one other, um, you know, space. And the artist studio was just, wow. It was so much this feeling that I have here. Yeah. And it was so cool. I was like, this is how Oh, that's amazing. But it it was like just free. His space was very free. And um, yeah. I I think that's interesting, like that you bring in this idea of like respect. I wouldn't even, you know, as a designer, it's kind of compelling. I don't know. It's interesting to hear you say, use the word respect, because I've never felt, of course, disrespected by by any showrooms or anything. I know that's not what you meant, Mm -mm. but it's like the feeling of... um, uh, like heeding to the creative in a way, like giving freedom. Yeah. Freedom. Yeah. It's, that's interesting. Cause you're right. A lot of other showroom spaces is beautiful and wonderful and resourceful as they all are. They're more about, um, projecting their brand onto you, the designer and less about, um, giving you a, a f- open free environment to play and explore and have fun and yeah, and that's totally what the space should be, the place for you to explore and play. Also, Lauren, like the cool thing for Emily that we would always say after we left a meeting with you that we loved communicating with you. Mm-hmm. That was such an important thing to Emily and I both. It is really hard to find people that not only can understand your vision and bring it to life and make it better than you ever dreamed of, which is what you did, but also be able to communicate. It was just so wonderful like talking to you always and, and fun and fun we'd fun. always get excited so well same for me but you know I think we got really lucky because we all have worked together yeah and that's we're so uh you know that was like the easiest part about it, it was like exactly when you asked it was like how quickly can I say yes of course what a blast <laughs> because I know you guys I know that you're fun and it's the same feeling for me I mean working with fun people that are exciting and interesting. It's like, duh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, why would I say, why would we not want to do that? What a blast. I have a question for you. Yeah. What is your dream project? Oh gosh. I know it's like a very trite question, but I'm just curious after seeing the work you've done in your career, like as a hospitality designer and, Mm -hmm. you know, the work you're doing now in your current home residentially Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. working with us, a lot of different that is so interesting. Um, you know, I would say any sort of... One with a really big retainer. We'll start there. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly. It's like, God, I should get. I should feel more like that. I don't even think about the money part, which is probably a problem. Um, no, it's about uh, kind of seeing potential in spaces. Mm-hmm. Like, I love a good renovation, especially a historic renovation, mm-hmm. One, I like uh, 
being able to transform something from something that everyone maybe had a hint, you know, this building or this space could become something, but no one quite could put a finger on it, you know, like mm-hmm. where could this go? I know there's something about this that's cool, but I have no idea what to do with it. Or yeah. especially when someone's response to an existing building in a historic setting, especially is like, oh, it's dirty or it's, uh, you know, oh, how are we ever going to make this look nice? You know, mm-hmm. the word nice. Um, and it's like, why does it have to be? Mm-hmm. Like, why does it have to be yes. nice? Yes. Why do we have to perfect it? Why is, mm-hmm. you know, open open a, your mind to the potential that, like, imperfection is beautiful. And um, I'm, I personally, my personal aesthetic, I love a blend of, of both, um, you know, edited, refined, uh, engineered, for lack of a better term. Um, I hate the word curated these days, but it, honestly, that is that is appropriate here. I love a blending of those ideas with uh, the natural, the imperfect, the flawed, that texture and, um, you know, potential conflict is what makes spaces less predictable, more interesting, more reflective of people and, um, you know, our flawed nature. So Mm -hmm. if I were to take any dream project, it would be a really killer old building Mm -hmm. to transform into some sort of very moody, um, really vibey spot that people want to hang out in, you know, forever. And, yeah. and to spend time, you know, you and I have done this, going to source, vintage, found, antique, like scouring for special objects and art and and mixing those with brand new, beautiful pieces made by artists of today. Like yeah. the best, you know, inspired by like the people who I think are, who do that so brilliantly are, you know, obviously like Clement's design and... Um, Roman and Williams and, you know, I think there are so many design brains that have paved that path and kind of even help people like me to pick up on that vision as well. Mm -hmm. And it just resonates with me. So yeah, things like that. I'm here for it. And I like the, the Roman and Williams reference. And I think it did sort of like, it brought a movement to design in some ways. 100%. Though when you are in their spaces, it does almost feel like a set design. Yeah. And I think something that you said just now I loved, um, sort of like the conflict in spaces, but also not perfecting them. Mm-hmm. And sometimes things, in my opinion, design-wise, have become so themey that it's yeah. to the even the pen you sign, you know, your check with is on brand. Yeah. Whereas something that's imperfect and you're in it because it's cool and it feels good, it feels better than something that's all put together, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Because it, it feels like there's some element of humanity in it. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I don't even think it's a conscious recognition that we have when we enter a space like that. I don't think we're going, oh, I see that there's a balance of new and old here and therefore it feels great. It's mm-hmm. like on our, like in a very innate human sense, we pick up on uh, items that have wear or character or like a sense of a past life yeah. and it, and we pick up on it in a way I think it just allows us to kind of like, oh, I can be here. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't have to be perfect or put on airs. I can just be. And mm-hmm. I think that's beautiful. But even with, um, you know, some of their spaces like Guild or whatever, they've got 
elements in there that have that past life, but it's all put to so very use put together. so intentionally, mm-hmm. so purposefully in such a refined architectural envelope. And that's, you know, magic. Mm-hmm. The raw and imperfect idea was one of the first things I feel like we all bonded over with this space. Like right. you had talked about like the exposed brick and the concrete floors. And that was definitely like a reoccurring theme, a catalyst. And yeah, a reoccurring theme. Yeah. And I mean, even early on when we talked about just simple things like the kitchen, like we don't want the kitchen to be in the quote unquote back of house mm-hmm. behind everything. Mm-hmm. And we don't want it to be cabinetry. And you guys had some thoughts and I was, you know, like, well, I mean, in the same way that the studio should be the place for the artist. I mean, a kitchen is a place for a creative, you know, the chef type. Let's do a really professional looking kitchen and use equipment style um, stainless steel appliances. And, um, you know, I think you already even had that thought in mind before to, to do, maybe not with the appliances, mm-hmm. but I think you were inspired by Le doing McClure. some stainless steel. Yeah, William McClure. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. I was mm-hmm. looking up things in the beginning. Mm-hmm. That's right. I totally forgot about his studio. He was a huge inspiration too because his, his studios are brilliant. Mm-hmm. And his new studio, that's totally right. I forgot mm-hmm. about this. His new studio I showed um, you guys. Beautiful. He had, I think he opened up a new spot not that long ago in Birmingham. Um, in his kitchen, you know, he did it all himself, uh, like fabricated it himself. His kitchen island was enormous and it was plywood and mm-hmm. his he used like old farm baskets as pendants. And that sounds very, you know, kitsch and DIY. It was not at all. It was mm-hmm. refined and very artistic and beautiful. Mm-hmm. His, his sense of style, I think, was stellar for mm-hmm. this, like kind of as a catalyst, as mm-hmm. you said, it was like um, creative juice. It was like, oh my God, give me more of that. We talked about... Um, you know, even his artistic style is really inspiring because it has that very spontaneous, uh, almost emotional sort of feel to it, um, loose and... Not decorated. Right. In the world of leather, designers always ask us why, what is the difference between an aniline and a, uh-huh. you know, and a top grain leather? Well, right. the aniline dyed leather is like, you think of, you know, makeup on the skin. Mm-hmm. And when you see like foundation on the skin, that's mm-hmm. a what we would call like a top grain leather, mm-hmm. whereas a full grain leather, you can see the face looks fresh, but there's you don't see the makeup on it. Mm-hmm. And, and you I, see the, the uh, you know, The luminosity the, of the person shining yeah, through. And the texture of the skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that um, with his work and what we're all speaking to is kind of that concept, that it isn't decorated. It's everything is integral to the space and feels like it belongs. And Yeah, it's like we, we went with what the space maybe wanted to be and mm-hmm. and reacted to that instead mm-hmm. of trying to force something that, yeah. that wasn't natural. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think about the whole like process, Emily? I don't know. I mean, maybe well, backtrack just a little bit, but like <laughs> when we were in that tiny little space and I don't know, did you have this thought that this would be what we did, that it would be something like this? Yes. I don't know. It's just been really fun to watch the whole thing grow. Uh Our last space was so tiny and Uh packed in and it was really utilitarian for Uh what we were doing. Uh But it's, this feels like folio. Uh Yeah. That's exciting for, that was exciting for me also because it, it, like I watched you and your, um, your course of, you know, beginning this 
brand um, and slowly kind of collaborating with the right companies, the right makers and, um, you know, the other right fits and seeing you begin that relationship building and, you know, increasing your line list so thoughtfully um, and watching you guys go from that tiny space and then seeing this one, it was really exciting to not only as your friend, as a client, but just as a fellow woman, you know, to see what you're building and growing here and to be a part of that and to be able to say, um, you know, I could be a little like tool for you <laughs> in the process of growing something really special, which is amazing, you know, and seeing how you guys work and um, use the space and what you guys want this thing to become is so exciting for me. It's like, you know, being a part of a story that you guys are writing bit by bit as you go. And Yeah, but one thing I think is cool about what you did for us, and I want to make sure we mention this, you have this incredible creative brain, but you also have this really fantastic technical brain mm-hmm. that astounded both of us when we would get the specs back and the drawings back because it made it not only clear, but really micro, like, okay, so that is how that's constructed. And that is how that actually looks. And that's how those components work together. So all of your specs and your floor plans were just, the level of detail was incredible. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so nice. Like incredible. That's so nice. Things we didn't think of. Like, where's this outlet? You need an outlet here, Jess. You need an outlet here. You need this here. And we, like, literally, I would have never thought of any of those well things. I don't know about that because there were a million things that you guys thought about that I was like well what the hell what was I thinking how did I how did that not occur to me that's why we were that's why we were good yeah, yeah. that's why it worked yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean I think um I try the you know as life and things get really busy it's really hard but um I do try to you know not be all style but to come with the substance too I think <laughs> I think not not in myself but in like the skills and the things that I'm giving to you like yes. the actual deliverables yes. because it is I always kind of wonder maybe because I haven't experienced it as a designer I've never worked in a place that's like you know design only and there's no um you know you're outsourcing everything else mm-hmm. production wise um I've never worked like that um oh that so. that was your first time to do that is that what you mean? No. Oh, no, no, no. no. I've never, I've way. always done oh, it that way. Excuse me. So Following. I've always been surprised mm-hmm. when people uh, maybe don't deliver drawings mm-hmm. or don't have, um, you know, that kind of architectural Guide. piece of it that you yeah. give because it's, I'm like, well, how do they know? Mm-hmm. I, and I kind of wish I knew the shortcut because mm-hmm. <laughs> it <laughs> made my, my life a little easier. But um, I, I think just, coming from a, my start of my career, like the first nine years of working was with architects and mm-hmm. they taught me everything. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, I remember sitting at one of the architect's desks when I joined the hospitality studio um, where I was in the, the first many years of my career at HKS. And I sat down at uh, one of the architect PM's desks. Uh, we were starting a project and he said, you know, I was like, okay, well, how do we want to do these drawings and, or, you know, what's our process going to be? And he said, well, if you designed it, you draw it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right. Mm-hmm. And I had experience 
drafting yeah. as everybody starts that way, I think, for the most part. In design, you start just like picking up red lines or whatever. But uh, that was a really great process. And, and many people there were like, you know, if you want to design it, show me what it looks like, pick up a pencil and learn to draw it yeah. by hand and then learn how to draw it, you know, in a computer. And But start first with the analog and get your brain connected to your hand. And that's a huge part of the process. Mm -hmm. So you start there. And we did sketches. I had sketches mm -hmm. initially to show you guys kind of the, the feel and the use of space. And then we did kind of hardline it. And that's just such an important part of the process. Helps you, me as a designer, to feel like I can sleep at night because I know what, you know, that what I have in my mind for you that we've discussed mm -hmm. is what you're going to get in the end mm -hmm. and not like we're all surprised and winging it as we go. Like um, you can't just, you know, show up and expect contractors to know mm -hmm. what you have in your brain and and you're going to be essentially asking your client to pay for you mm -hmm. to wing it yeah. because they're going to get change orders and, you know, I think draw it out, plan it, yeah. do the job all the way. We were even able, because it worked out such that Lauren wasn't available to be here the, when we moved in because our moving yeah. date kept changing. Right. And we were able to use her drawings and mm -hmm. Emily and I were like, we had Emily printed big pieces of them and they were like taped on the walls everywhere for contractors <laughs> and for us. And it was pretty critical. It all went pretty smoothly too. Uh -huh. We yeah. taped it off using those. And and I, even the things that didn't work, like, yeah. according, like things were changing because mm -hmm. of like real life. I mean, normal, this is yeah. totally part of the normal process with construction. You know, you find something and they need to build it slightly differently. Yeah. And like um, the back wall. Right. Which right. It worked out great. It worked out perfectly mm -hmm. because in fact, I think it was better. Mm-hmm. And, like, we didn't plan to put those shelves there. And mm -mm. you and I, I was sitting at an airport, and we FaceTimed Face for a long time and mm -hmm. figured it out. It was awesome. Mm -hmm. It was fun. It was really <laughs> those fun. Are, like, I actually kind of like those things. Like, you plan, plan, plan. Uh -huh. And then it's kind of also the scramble of, like, you know, this needs to change to respond to something in construction. Yeah. I actually think those kinds of field challenges are really fun, too. Mm -hmm. Like, put your your logic to the test. Yeah, none think. of our personalities are that such that we're going to get stressed about that. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't we know if that makes sense. We all go with sense. the flow we go with, well. That's what I mean. Like, it was kind of like, well, this isn't working, so what do we do? You yeah, know? yeah. Of course, I feel the stress in those moments, but I know they're going to work out because I always love it. Emily and I talk about this all the time. Like, when things aren't working out, we just kind of go, well, just leave it alone for a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. And then we come back to it and... It's usually comes together better than we ever imagined. It usually wasn't working for a reason. Uh -huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. And learning to let go of that is fun. And you, I have to say, you do roll with things so well. I mean, it's evident. I think that's a whole, you know, big component to your success. You, you just keep things moving. You know, don't get hung up on the challenges. Don't get hung up on coulda, shoulda, woulda. Like, move on. Yeah, get, you can't mm -hmm. be, you know, a perfect a perfectionist or no. like a super detailed person. I'm not a very detailed person. It cracks Emily up. I'm like <laughs> detailed shmeetails. Like she'll go, Jess, we actually need to dig into this and look at it. But I'm always thinking kind of big picture. It's just how my brain operates, but it's. See, that's why you guys jam together And that's why so we well. do so well together yeah. for sure. Cause Emily is like, so we're going to need to be able to plug this in or, you know, they use <laughs> gas in the car. And I'm not always thinking about those things yeah. as sad as it sounds. But so um, that was part of the process too, was being able to flow. Yeah, and like if something things. wasn't working, and there were a couple of things. I mean, we did have a couple of moments where it was like, yeah, that didn't 
like the backsplash of the kitchen. It was like, we wanted that <laughs> to be horrible. stainless. And you were, I remember your emoji was, this looks like poo. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. And you were like, I'm just going to go buy this tile. And as a designer, I'm like, uh-oh. I, yeah. you know, you have that, that yeah. lapse of a moment where you're like, uh-oh, this, like I've failed. Did I, mm-hmm. like, should I have thought this through differently? What should this have been? And uh, you're, I think, I feel very fortunate because you're so gracious in that sense. You were just like, no, we're just going to change this. I, I just, you know, the execution of it, there was something with the sheet metal yeah. wasn't executing. It wasn't anyone's fault. It wasn't neat enough. Yeah. And, um, but it's nice that you handle it that way, you know, because instead of taking your, like the moment and, responding in panic and stress and then spreading that panic and stress to everyone else. It's a really like beautiful professional attribute that you have and personal one that you don't Not do that. always, but um, I mean, yeah. I don't think I'm always that way, but yeah, I well, know. Where I none of us are yeah. perfect. No, but, but yeah. I mean, I do think that that's that calm and that poise and that sense of cool is what makes clients want to work with you all so much because we know just as you do, just like with this space, with you all and your your product and getting your goods to the field or to the upholsterers or to the furniture makers or whatever, there are going to be challenges along the way. And you're, we know as your client that you're going to roll with the punches and when challenges come up as they do sometimes, you're going to handle it. Like you're, you're not going to say, I just can't you know, do this for you. You're going to say, well, this one might not work out. And here's why, here's the thing that happened in the world, um, you know, with any challenge it can be, mm-hmm. or so-and-so gave us the wrong quantity. And now we're going to have to figure this out with you, but we're going to do it. And I always come to the table with ideas, yes, right? But yes. I think that, um, that's just part of our business. I don't think it ever goes smoothly. No, it's impossible. <laughs> They're like, it, and I love challenging projects and clients. <laughs> I like, I really do. I love yeah. them. I love challenging projects. I don't know how much I love challenging clients. Depends Depends on how they're challenging. <laughs> I do. I in mean, what ways. it's fun to kind of like crack that. You know, I have a few clients that became, I mean, Marilyn Rolnick's such a great example. One of my mentors and she, um, we lost her this year, but she, she was just like this remarkable residential designer in Dallas, a force of nature. And she was tough. I mean, she kind of snapped at me in my first showroom when I was in my 20s. And I I deserved it, you know. And (laughs) I really did. It was like this moment of thank you. Mm -hmm. I literally think I thanked her for, like, correcting me and setting me straight. And then we started becoming friends from that. And it was like, God, you actually like me? Because if you didn't like me, you would have said nothing. But you, you you know what I mean? Like, she cared enough to give me some feedback that I needed. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, all those challenges, they... That's, you know, it's so silly. It's so cliche, but that's totally how we learn. And the day we stop learning from challenges and don't experience any challenges, it's probably like a sign that we're not doing. We're not trying. Not trying. And and there really are no mistakes in a way. You know, they're all just, I know that sounds silly, but even lines we've taken on that didn't work out, I don't say that as a mistake at all. I'm so glad we had the opportunity to collaborate with that person. And we learned more about our brand from it. We learned more about our client from it. And so I think that- And they probably did too, about themselves. I mean, who knows, but probably. But I think that even that I look back on going, oh, I didn't quite get that line list right. And I can't imagine it. the process has been so important. I don't know why I found that tangent, but I think it has to do with what we were talking about with 
letting things go as they no, should. No, absolutely. And moving forward. Moving too. forward, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I mean, creatively, like going back to kind of the embracing the imperfection of yes. style and design, I mean, that translates across so many different aspects uh, of life and of work that, you know, responding to the um, hurdles along uh-huh. the way uh-huh. And creates opportunity. It, it absolutely does. And it makes the end product is more interesting. It's mm-hmm. more authentic. It's more genuine. It's more reflective of the people involved. Um, and it, there's no way it can be all of those things and not more successful as well because mm-hmm. of it. So, yeah. But Imperfection yeah. is beauty. Yeah. 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 Beauty is boring. Was that what they say? Beauty is boring. Beauty is boring. Beauty is boring. <laughs> <laughs> I do love this book, though. I'm so glad that you left it with us, and it's cool. We um, we did end up ordering the cork stand that you, oh, you recommended, did. so we're going to keep it up there and hope that was your wasn't your suggestion to use it as a guest book kind of yeah totally and people can kind of pick a page and write in it absolutely over yeah. time we would fill it up and yeah I yeah think that could be really fun yeah it's like you know the the beginning of what inspired the space mm-hmm. and then letting people write notes about how the space inspired them. So our lease is for three years. I mean, I don't know if like we would, if there'd be the opportunity to renew, I don't know. But if we were to, what what would be the next space for Folio? Would it just be, do you have any thoughts on that? Oh, geez. Wow. You're like, we just know. got this one done. <laughs> <laughs> but time flies. I know it <laughs> I'm does. I'm always thinking ahead. <laughs> I know you totally are. Um, I don't know if I would have like specific ideas, but well, I sure hope you give mm-hmm. me a call for it and we'll play. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. I hope it's a space that's similar to this one in the sense that it's lived another life mm-hmm. and we can give it, you know, chapter three or four or 20, depending on the space. Well, I have an idea for it. That, of course you do. I mean, no, like seriously, <laughs> I do. I have this this crazy thought and it's a accumulation of different things people have said to me, but Rebecca Sherman said something like drive-by samples like, oh my god! Oh, like a drive-through window, <laughs> right? Uh-huh. So you know how that they have those Starbucks that are these little like squares and or coffee shops, like independent coffee shops, yes. and people r- drive around and go, there's a window. Yeah, and they. Uh huh. I mean, uh-huh. I'm feeling this. I'm here for that. I, I love, think it would be so cool. Stop! That would be such a blast. Welcome to Folio. Can I help you with your order? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah I need um, shears that are, you know. <laughs> blah, 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 double width, and this price point, no problem. Ding, 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 just pull those samples and hand oh them over. Oh, my God. But also, like, if you think about it, it is possibly the right evolution in a way because we're all sort of getting away from the traditional ways of shopping and selecting product. Yeah. And everything is moving faster and differently. Yes. And so it could be really fun. Oh, my God, that would be so showroom. fun. And, like, I mean, come on, you the, like, marketing legs of that are, like, Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. I just need to, yeah, like how can we work in like all the uh the jargon of fast food? Like there's gotta be some like supersize oh, it and like absolutely. a what's the happy meal? Like you gotta get a what's uh-huh. you, you know, you'll come up with all these things, but there's gotta be like a toy. Yeah, we need to call the brand hatchery again. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. And maybe it's a ruler, people. but yeah. yeah, yeah. Love it. I don't know. Maybe we don't need to go to you know drive-through restaurant theme on it but I like <laughs> the idea of like, oh my god I love it so, so you guys fun. Lauren has a hidden talent 
She does the best impressions. And we had so much fun going to <laughs> Round Top together. I actually don't, but part of why I adore you is that you, like, laugh at my awful jokes. Till and my, I cry. And my miserable impressions that are wouldn't even fall in that category They're at all. They're sick. They're so humans. good. And, like, we both share this very, very demented sense of humor. So <laughs> we can get online and really deep dive into the YouTubes of things we think oh, are yeah. funny. And oh, it's yeah. like, oh, you think that's funny, too? <laughs> so well, I got weird. one for you. I got even something weirder. But, um, oh, but yeah. yeah. So my, you're, talk, you're alluding to the Kristen Wiig moment uh-huh. of, like, uh-huh. oh, my God. <laughs> it's the <laughs> level of excitement. And, like, your face yes. is, like, you can really contort. She's like, this pretty face and then all of a sudden oh, this face right. can really contort into some very bit, animated very oh yeah well you know that's I, the apple didn't fall far from the, far from the tree because my daughter kitley oh um, really yeah oh Is yeah kitley like oh the most animated oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I need to see her oh yeah she'll she is kooky it's like looking at myself and then feeling bad for everyone else who has to be around me all the time She's just like me. There is there is that, right? With there your, is that, yes. Things you see like, your child do that are like, oh, my God, my husband. Annoying. Really, who you should talk to is my husband. Okay. Be like, oh, my God, these yeah. two. These oh, two yeah. yeah. And so you guys are just like as thieves. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Brian's just like, mm-hmm. you know. But the good thing about that is the, th- the quirks and the, like, things that are obnoxious about me that he would be like, ugh. Uh-huh. Like, I have this way of clearing my throat that's quite annoying. And I got it from my grandmother. Okay. And, like, anyone in my family knows like, oh, you clear your throat just like Grana. That's what oh, I've heard my whole life. It's really? like, uh, 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 uh. oh, just like that. Like, okay. very. I was going to say, what does it sound genteel, like? Genteel, like quiet kind of thing. It's not that quiet always, but uh-huh. Kitley now does that. Oh, dear. And so Brian's like, I, I looked at him the other night and she started doing it more and more. Hers is pretty obnoxious, but <laughs> I looked at Brian and I was like, see, now you don't think that mine is so annoying, do you? Now you think it's cute. And he was like, I kind of do. Now it's cute. Mm-hmm. She does it too. And now I know that it's yeah. And yeah. she was named after the grandmother that started the right. I was gonna thing. say, was so that weird. the grandma? It yes, was, yes. Mm-hmm. So weird. Yeah. Sweet. Oh, that's like the coolest name ever, Kitley. I love it. Oh, thanks. It's so good. Well, so is Palmer. Palmer and I share a really pa- a passion for like, you know, teasing Dada. Hmm. He's our muse. Oh yeah. And he loves it. But like we just can't help ourselves. I mean, we go to like the cookie place or the ice cream store and we think his order is hilarious and we just start cackling, like, what? Poor man. He can't even order ice cream. <laughs> he ordered Cookie Casanova though the other day and we were like, Cookie Casanova. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you can't even order ice cream in peace, you know? Because we're just Oh my God. Mm. That's like in our house, it's we don't make fun of like we don't have the fodder necessarily, but like Brian and Kitley. I mean, he's he's like our whole joy. He's like the guy that keeps yes. us cracking up. Of course. So like, I can't help. Anytime you're in a bad mood, just like go hang out with Kitley and Brian, and Aww. they're gonna make me laugh mm. and turn it all around. Brian's sense of humor is dry, right? It's yeah, dry, but also goofy and mm-hmm. very immature. I love them. I love it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So fun. Yeah, it's like being married to a 14 year old boy, but yeah. in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's great. Weird. Like Bunch of weirdos. So what's next, Lauren? What's next? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you want to get philosophical yeah. or literal? Mm-hmm. Like oh. I'm hungry. You're hungry. I have some lunch. Okay, good. I'm also <laughs> um, hungry. I've heard my stomach growling oh, yeah. on this like podcast. Philosophically or, you know, big picture. What's next? Um, 
I don't know. I hope we're we're closing 2022. Mm-hmm. We're coming to the close of another year. Hard to believe. Hard to believe. You're in a new home. We're in a new home. And I hope that 2023 brings for everyone. I mean, I hope it brings, you know, maybe a slightly, like maybe we can find a pace that's a little less ridico. Mm-hmm. I feel like the pace the end, this last quarter has been a little bit wild. Mm-hmm. So I'd like things to slow down a scotch mm-hmm. and creatively give a little more time to the process and, you know, like sink my teeth into some things and slow the brain enough to really find a flow for some ideas and do new and different things. And I don't know, I'm ready for some new challenges that are exciting and fresh and I don't know, ready to see maybe what, what we're capable of this next year. That sounds good. I like that plan a lot. Yeah. I've been pondering like literal ideas of how to do that. Mm Mm-hmm. How do I slow down a little? Like, what does that look like? And one idea I had, I don't know if this would work or not, but I thought of having like a permanent out of office. Okay, hear me out though. (laughs) 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 I've really been contemplating this, okay? And so it's like every week, you know, I travel or I do different things. It's like, this is the week of May 17th. I am at the blah, blah, blah show Tuesday and Thursday. I'm driving to Houston on Friday and like giving people a picture of like what we're doing so that it's, oh, as, so it they automatically get a expectation. Right. Right. Yes. I'm answering emails today from three to seven or whatever it is, like maybe yeah. having this sort of permanent out of office oh, that, that literally responds and lets people know what my schedule is like and when I will be in touch. That's cool. I actually kind of love that. Or is it I, annoying for people? I don't know. I don't know. It depends on the person. Yeah. Like some people just don't want to hear anything, anything and they just mm-hmm. want to, they just want it now. Uh-huh. But yeah, you know, that's exhausting. I like the idea of like managing expectations because we're way too accessible. Mm-hmm. It's like That's the, the expectation of like, I'm going to drop everything and respond to you right this second is like not feasible. It's yeah. not did you Did you get my email three minutes ago? Just want to make sure you got right. my email. Right, right. The text plus the email plus mm-hmm. the voicemail or the voice memo mm-hmm. these days. Mm-hmm. Like I'm here for you and I want to respond to you, but that was sent earlier this morning and I'm, I promise I will respond to mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I, I need like a 24-hour window of appreciation, like if it's not red hot. Yeah. Otherwise, absolutely call me and we'll talk. Yeah. But let's Permanent slow it down. Office. I like it. <laughs> Emily's like, I like it until it becomes my problem. Until I'm left holding that bag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Would never do that to Emily. I know. No, you would never. Mm-hmm. What's next for you guys? That's another question. Drive through showroom. Mm. <laughs> Duh, we figured it out. Yeah. Yep. Where were you? We're just going to get people in here. We've got some stuff planned for next year where we met with um, Lux Magazine. So we'll do an opening event in the spring and uh, some photography in January with um, Tennessee. Yeah. And so we've got some, you know, and just getting clients in. We have some, a lot of lunches planned for January and vendor visits and we're going to deco off in Paris. We're going to oh, man. we're going to Prague to see Lazvit in January. Amazing. So we have some cool stuff coming up. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that's so exciting. I want to ask you a question while you were talking. You had asked me earlier like what would the next space be? Mm-hmm. My question for you, maybe it's I have maybe I have two questions, one and a follow-up. If you were to do anything differently in this showroom, design-wise, process-wise, what would you 
I can easily answer that. I would change nothing about the design. I love everything. Oh, stop. Truly. I wouldn't. I wouldn't change anything. It's not a lie. (laughs) I'll tell you what I would do different. I would not sign a lease for a place that wasn't finished. Yeah. Uh So that's what I would. That was too Mm -hmm. stressful. It was a very traumatic year. And it really took it out of me um, not being able to take care of our clients in the way that I want to. And that's what that's what the whole like limbo situation caused. Mm. So, so I mean, I'm now playing interviewer because I want to ask for the sake of people who are going to listen to this. Mm-hmm. What, I mean, in terms of learning experience, like for those who are getting ready to open their own studios mm-hmm. or um, take on new ambitions or venture out into new pursuits, what advice would you give to this? Just do it. And, and know that, you know, it's, it's a lot of work and you kind of never stop working ever. And you're always thinking and you're always doing, but just do it. If you want to do it, there's, it's like having a baby. There's no good time to have a baby. Mm-mm. It's always going to be hard to have a baby. It's always, this is like having a baby too. It's not ever going to be the right time. I will say we started small mm-hmm. with oh, our that's... small space mm-hmm. and we got to know who we are and what we needed mm-hmm. before we moved to a big place. Very true. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was a really important part of the the process for us. Mm-hmm. That was just how I was brought up in a family business, and it was like, don't ever take on bite off more than you can chew. Mm-hmm. And my mom always said, make it uncomfortable, make it really uncomfortable before you move to the next step. Oh my gosh, yeah. And she said, if you're really uncomfortable, it's time to move on. But if you're not, wait till you are. Oh my gosh, that's that's exactly right. And so, and I think that's even for a current job. Like when you're is. in a job that's just not working, you're uncomfortable. It's all the uncomfort is so important to the process. And it really is when you own your own company. And it's when you need the th- discomfort. Those are the times, you know, I think about even just our recent family move. Like we were Very uncomfortable right. for mm-hmm. a long time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we had talked about making a move or redoing our home, gutting it, adding on. We'd gone through, you know, the ringer on all the things we could do. And it, yeah, but it, I think it's the same as like uh, the challenges along the way. It's like the exact same thing. It puts you to the test so that you can figure out um, what you need, what you want it to be. And so that you can say in the end, when you do make the jump, Mm -hmm. like what you've done moving here, Mm -hmm. you still know, despite the pain, despite the stress, that it was necessary Mm -hmm. and that you did the right thing. And then I think my other big one that I think about often is uh, don't make it about you. You know, that takes everyone to create something mm-hmm. and it takes all the people. And, you know, um, I think a lot of times in our business, it, things become, you know, uh, I don't know, sort of like mono-focused. Yes. Uh-huh. And I think if you're always thinking about your client and um, your values and the people that are with you on the ride, that it, the ride's going to go pretty well most of the time. Because yeah. you got to have good people on the ride. Yes. And like good people are everything in life. Uh, absolutely. And I think even, you know, not making it about you also in the sense of like you and your ego and, mm-hmm. it, you know, not making like the world is bigger than all of us mm-hmm. and we're all replaceable and we all need Mm-hmm. the people around us, like none of us are doing anything mm-hmm. or going anywhere without the support and help and advice and graciousness of others and like cultivating those relationships and giving, you know, making them a give and take and yeah. reciprocal mm-hmm. is important. 
Um, I was going to ask this of you earlier as well, my follow-up. Not only what would you do differently, um, what would you say are the greatest lessons that you learned in this process beyond just, you know, not, not signing a lease for a space that wasn't finished, but like, were there any lessons you learned or new skills you felt like you brushed up on or, you know, just new, new things that you learned? Also though, to that point, I'm so happy we are in this space. And, um, and so like, even though I said, don't sign a lease for a place that isn't finished only because it doesn't allow you to plan as a business owner, not because I would change anything. I'm happy we're here and it was good learning experience, but, um, lessons, is that what you're asking me? Yeah. Or all the time. (laughs) I mean, what do you think, Emily? What are some of our big lessons or was that what you asked? Yeah. Or maybe like what I'm trying to think of like how, how you've grown in this process, not just like you know, um, physically in your space, but like, I feel like we really, what has, what have you been able to do? We grew as a team for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. I think Four we people. all came together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and really bonded over it, you know, moving will bond anybody <laughs> or, <laughs> yeah. not. or not or not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that, that definitely happened. Mm-hmm. No, I don't know what else I was going to ask. Would you change anything about the space? Mm-mm. What have you learned? What would you tell others? Yeah, just to do it. I mean, it's like there's no good time to yeah. start your own company. But um, also start, like Emily said, go small in the beginning and then, you know, take time to let it grow and be what it's supposed to be and let it have its own life too. Mm-hmm. It's like a child, you know, you have to guide them and be a good parent and it's the number one goal in your life and you're constantly thinking about how you're taking care of your child and a business is the same thing you know right. you can you can guide it but you it has its own life as well that's probably yeah. the biggest learning thing is that you realize oh we well, actually kind of are your thing you're folio and I'm not folio and yeah what does folio want and I think letting the business have its own identity is a big one that's amazing I don't know if it's amazing, but it helps a lot if you let it be mm-hmm. in that way. I think it's interesting to say that a business is like a child because you, um, you know, you're, you uh, try as you may, you can't control exactly mm-hmm. every nuance of how it turns out and you do your best. But it's interesting that you say you have to let it live and take on its own life. Mm-hmm. And you're always going to be there, of course, as a very um, significant shaper mm-hmm. and and guide for what it becomes. But it's interesting to think of it as something that's going to take on its own life. And that's part of like what it is and to not make it about so much about you, I think, like is that whole concept of like mm-hmm. letting the, and then also just enjoying all the contributors along the way. That's something that I'm having a whole lot of fun with right now, like watching Kelly grow and her career. And it's and watching Jacqueline start with us, my sister right. who's doing South Texas sales. And I'm just really enjoying being a cheerleader right yeah. now. That's really fun. I loved, I've loved, I mean, Emily, I've known Emily since she was 22 yeah, or so since she was a baby. And she's like this creative, you know, genius that walked into my life and yep. like watching her grow has been really fun too. I mean, really fun. It's cool. Like even Juan will say, gosh, Emily, she's just like so much, takes on so much responsibility. And, <laughs> you know, it's fun. Oh, yeah. To see everybody. It's fun. I would imagine it's fun as you to be able to 
like as much of a champion of others as you are to be able to have and create a thing that allows other people the space and the freedom and the opportunity mm-hmm. to find their success and to you but know, it isn't take me. It's folio is the vehicle that we're all in. I know, but most you know. So I that's say what's most, cool. but not all entrepreneurs or you know, quote unquote, bosses would see it that way. So it's beautiful that you do. All right. Well, that's nice. So <laughs> <laughs> I get uncomfortable. Oh, compliments, stop. but sometimes, but, um, thank you. And thank you for being here. And like, thank you so, 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 so much for everything you did for us. I mean, we could not have done this without you at all. I mean, to say that it was my honor and my great joy is a total understatement. And we miss you. We're like, we need to find a new project for Lauren. Right? I mean, Emily? please do. Oh, yeah. we, miss we miss our, you. Our we chats. Like, we're like, what would Lauren say? Well, you know, I'm a designer. <laughs> I'm a client. I'm going to be working here. I've told you that okay. I've basically designed you know, lots of little touch points around here just for myself. Okay. Cool. <laughs> so I can show up and do my thing and work here with oh, you guys. Oh, good to really know. all so I want to do. You have your own desk, it sounds like. Maybe. I do. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think the island is a, just calling for me. Good, good, good. <laughs> all right. You guys are the best. Congratulations on everything. And thank you so much for the opportunity to be a collaborator and to support you and be along for this beautiful ride and to chat about it today. It's really fun. Thanks, Lauren. Y'all are the best. Thanks, Lauren. Ditto. Thanks for listening, y'all. Let's keep the conversation going. If you have a story you would like for us to illuminate, please email hello at folioco.com. That's hello at p-h-o-l-i-o-c-o dot com. And be sure to subscribe to hear future episodes.